the canoe and I was at the back and we had to do this deep water crossing. And this is the thing, right? They're so used to being able to give up. A mm-hmm. lot of them do yeah, where I work, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm on, Dan, I never went to uni. Why? I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. See your exam, sir? I'm not doing it. See your work? No doing it. It's so I'm funny. It's not my work. Why? It's not my exam. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to our Brothers in Arms podcast. The reason we do the podcast is to normalise the conversation around men's mental health. We have fantastic resources on our website, brothersinarmsscotland.co.uk, which you can access or point any man in need towards. These include our online platform, MenGage, our Brothers in Arms Thrive app, where you can access our free therapy services and much, much more. If what we've talked about on the podcast today has resonated with you and you've enjoyed listening, please follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And remember to share with friends and on social media. Thanks for listening. Hello everybody, this is a, a new voice doing the intro here. Uh, welcome to Brothers in Arms podcast and today we have with us the legend that is Tesco Dimestop, aka Mr. David Wark, teacher and uh, dance guru extraordinaire, I think we could say. How are you Tesco? Aye, good. Fantastic. Feeling Fantastic. good. Summer holidays and I'm in my kind of relaxed kind of space, you know, usually I'm running about mental from being a teacher to try and keep the creative stuff going, actually. Uh, like last night, I mean, on a Wednesday, every Wednesday, I teach an absolute beginner's class and and popping dance. And then straight after, I go to another session and I've got a half an hour gap I give myself to get from one part of the city to the other part to do the guys that I mentor, you know. Okay. And, and last night I went and I was early. And I just had a bit of chat with people and it was just great, you know. So I'm in a good, a good space just now, you know. But it, there, is, there is obviously, it's hard to juggle both lives and being a dad and a husband and all that, you know. It's a bit manic, but it's good mm-hmm. just now. So give us a bit of background on yourself. And, you know, you've mentioned you're a teacher, but, you know, I, I know you and I know what you do with the kids. So can you, you give the people that are listening an idea of what your actual job is as a teacher and what what that does for the kids you work with yeah so so for the past a uh, couple of years i've done not just geography teaching um in st rock secondary school but I've, i also did a pay funded post so it's like the equity fund okay. because st rock secondary schools at the bottom of simd data and like deprivation scale it's a lot of uh, government funding so they can set different principal teachers with different posts as well as like put funding into better facilities for example so one of the ones that i've been doing is employability and flexible pathways and it's about okay so what do we do with this cohort that aren't academically succeeding right and, and that's obviously nothing to do with their intelligence you know you get it for all sorts of reasons them not accessing this traditional sqa curriculum so what do we do with them, really, you know, and what the SQA have done <clears throat> is set up SCQF points and it's about doing courses that get these points which actually have the same weight as the academic exams and coursework. Okay. So, you, I mean, there's there's lots you can do, but it's, it's trying to give them basically as many strings to their bow as possible before and- they leave school. And it's not just courses, it's 
experiences. Yeah, right. yeah. So sorry, hi folks, Gary here, uh, button in as always. But <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so this is definitely out. This is things that are outside the curriculum that yeah. can't necessarily be academically measured. Uh huh. But they're trying to measure them. So they're trying to put some sort of measure on it now. Uh huh. You can do it. I mean, you could do an SEQF in tree surgery, mm -hmm. right? And and you you go to a qualified person who runs you through uh, a curriculum to do with that, and it's uh -huh. all hands on. There's not yep, an exam. Yep, yep, it's yep. a pass or fail. Mm -hmm. And then yep. the idea is by doing these things, you're you're making connections with who's available in your local area mm -hmm. to provide these, mm -hmm. and you're you're looking outward. Yeah, yeah. And it's this whole skills work for life and learning that they're pushing. I didn't have any idea that that existed within, uh, you know, government government funded schools. Um, so that's that's very interesting to me. You know, uh, that that there is some ability, or there's the beginning of an ability to look outside. Okay, if they're not going to come out with four standard grade exams and however many grades, whatever it is. But we can actually give the young people these skills that actually do transfer to the real world. Yeah. I mean, what's close to us is um, Pinkston Water Sports. Mm -hmm. So they can, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. They can get like the level four, it's like same as a national four, or mm -hmm. level five, same as a national five mm -hmm. in, in water sports, like kayaking. And it's recognized by the That's British amazing. canoeing and kayaking. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. We've got um, Tigers Construction Academy. Uh -huh. which is in Bishop Briggs, but it's right. not too far for, uh -huh. for us guys uh -huh. either to yeah, get the yeah, bus yeah. up. And they do, honestly, get a, a taste of every trade. Fascinating, man. They've actually got a building site. Mm -hmm. And then they're, they're, they're building... Brick walls and Brick stuff. walls, yeah, putting yeah. drainage in, landscaping, Amazing, you name it. I mean, it's just hands-on, mixing cement. Like, yeah. The guys that we've put through this ended up starting their own business by the time it comes to, like, the following year. Yeah. No land. Wow. It's amazing. That, that's that's groundbreaking man i i i'm i'm sad i've not heard about that already because uh, that that can be a massive outlet for for young people that as you say will either have been labeled or labeled themselves as oh well i can't do that written work or i can't pass these exams blah 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 uh to, to be able to go well actually i do still have value in the world that's it i know and and it's this like what it's the way it's defined, you know, and that you need to do, you need to be successful, you know, and and it's not the case, you know. I, I always say to the, the to the the young people that take part in the program, I'm like, well, I, I had a plasterer in right mm -hmm. in the house mm -hmm. we were renovating, and he makes more than me. Mm -hmm. I say that to him, yeah, absolutely, easy. Yeah. We know a couple of the brothers. Yeah. <laughs> we do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. good at plastering, mm -hmm. like, yeah, do you know? Getting that good message reputation. out there, man, getting that Aye. message out there is, is, is a big thing, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, you don't need to be a lawyer, a doctor, an academic, but what, like, get into a trade, get, and that kind of got lost for a wee while, I feel like, you know, apprenticeships, getting into yeah. apprenticeships and things like that, I feel like that kind of got devalued a wee bit for a while, but hopefully it's, it, it's coming, it, it, it's re-emerging. Again, this is only in my mind. It may well have been promoted all throughout and I was just not aware of it, but... Um, there's different levels to it. You know, there's foundation apprenticeship. First, it's quite accessible, then modern mm -hmm. apprenticeship. And there's different years and different difficulty to get into them. But mm -hmm. if, if we're giving the young people a taste of this mm -hmm. in fifth year, mm -hmm. then it means that they've not left school. 
we've held on to. And this is skill yeah. refusal. That must be a big with. thing as well, like yeah. getting some of the some of these people, some of these kids to stay on to uh-huh. fifth year. See, just getting back, and technically they're still in the school role. Uh huh. It's, it's see see our school we we were we were mentioned in um, Holyrood in Edinburgh because we right, had hundred yeah, yeah, percent yeah, positive destinations. Yeah. From our school, brilliant man. Bottom of the bottom of the barrel, so uh-huh. we'll say yes. Yeah, yeah, deprivation yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? And it's oh funny, my, and these wow. league tables get published, and it's like what schools at what league? Do you know? Mm-hmm. In terms, and it's all exams mm-hmm. based. Yeah. And I was looking down. I know quite a lot of the schools in Glasgow, and I, I darted about a wee bit before I became mm-hmm. kind of permanent in St Rocks, and I'm like, that doesn't tell you anything about the culture of that school, mm-hmm. the culture of that yeah. school, the culture of that. It's school. massive again. So my wife was a teacher and taught in East Renfrewshire for 10 years and of course you'll know that these East Renfrewshire schools uh you know they're they're up there in the league tables and whatever yeah um and she was in like four or four of different schools you know and uh the 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 two that are always at the top you know mm. you always see them at the top of the league tables top of the league tables but what you don't find out is that actually when a lot of those kids go to university because They've been spoon fed quite a lot of the time at these schools because they must stay at the top of the league table. Mm-hmm. The university dropout rate is actually very high, mm-hmm. so Absolutely. it doesn't relate, you know. No, and so, as you say, you yeah. don't get the whole story. Yeah. All you do is have all you do well. is have kids and pa- parents clambering over each other to get their schools in, get their kids in these mm-hmm. best schools. Mm-hmm. And actually, mm, is it the best long term thing? You know, have yep. you noticed a big difference? Um, you know, from before this uh, scheme have come into the school, have you noticed a difference in how that's affected these kids? And I mean, obviously, Brothers in Arms is a mental health charity. So have you noticed uh, any difference in these kids in terms of their, their mental health, how they feel about themselves? Do you, do you think this is something that gives them an aim? I, I, I think... I think um... I think it, it has definitely helped the guys that I've worked with mental health. Absolutely. The fact that they were school refusers and then came to school and they, they speak out, they're more confident, they can sit and have a chat with you, they can look you in the eye. They feel, we give them a lot of autonomy and it's like, right, there's your bus pass. That's your schedule. We'll see you here, here and here. But otherwise, like, go, mm-hmm. turn up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guys from different providers will phone me and be like, oh, they have no game today or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they just get a sense of just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm grown up now, you know? And it has a massive impact on them. Yeah. And I've seen the same same year group, same kind of cohort, same group of boys, and I've seen one in the programme succeed and then the other one, you just see him go the opposite way and he's just drink drugs on the kind of street and mm-hmm. whatever else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's just that's what we're talking about a minute ago, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I think's going on just now is this, We've got curriculum for excellence, right? And in primary schools, we're allowing them to be creative. Give us your opinion. There's not a wrong answer here. Like, let's let's go down a wee discourse together. Let's learn together. What do you want to do? And they're celebrating this creativity and this, like, individualism. And it's, it's amazing for their confidence. And then all of it, and it's like, we're going to formatively assess your level here through loads of different things. Like, we're going to do a written test, but we're also going to, give you two months to produce a project or a month and we're going to look at that and we're going to say, no, do you know what you did really well? Um, you met the criteria, I asked you to do research, I asked you to put your opinion in, it's all there, it's great, well done. You're at the same level as someone who just got 20 out of 20 in that memory test, yeah. right? 
But then what happens is then they hit third and fourth year and it's like, wait a minute, SQA exams? Or oh, it's just a written test? It's mostly just memory based? Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that now. Yeah. And then they, they, they maybe get through that system. Then they go to uni and the uni's like, no, we, you can't just write what I've given you in the handouts. Mm -hmm. You yeah. need to write. It's a totally different system. <laughs> so yeah. we're like doing well and then the Aye. SQA aren't really helping. Yeah. You know? It's like archaic. And I, I think that was showing a lot, um, so just what you man. were saying there, I think that was showing a lot during the pandemic when when the sort of rate of uh, people presenting with, you know, students who'd gone to university and then ended up either learning remotely or being in halls of residence on their own, basically stuck in a room mm -hmm. and they were suffering from depression, they're oh. suicidal, whatever else it was, and they were just dropping out of the courses right, left and centre. Okay, that's an extreme set of circumstances, but I mean, that's so interesting to hear that from a teacher's point of view. And, you know, the idea that the two, the two types of learning are so completely different Aye. one from mm -hmm. the other. Again, it's like, obviously you're in, you're in the fight. You're, you're in the fight right now. So you, you know, inside out with Lee, my wife being a teacher, I've had, I've, I've had and heard a lot of the conversations. So, so a lot of that kind of feels quite familiar and I yeah. go, yeah, yeah, that sounds like what I've heard before. But mm -hmm. of course, people who don't have a lot of contact or a lot of contact with teachers, Katie, your daughter, yeah. she's a teacher in a primary school mm -hmm. and she may have opinions about the kind of how the, the teaching goes there and how the kids are mm -hmm. yeah. encouraged to learn. But I don't know whether the public at large necessarily realize that all these jigsaw pieces don't actually fit together. And that's sometimes why, sometimes why kids don't in brat and you know inverted commas succeed mm -hmm. you know because <laughs> the, the, the things are all about all over the place and every few years they come up with a new system yeah you know i know i, th I think which, sorry to interrupt you, know, you. i i i think what well, I, I think it's really interesting you're talking about that idea of giving them that set of responsibility you know you know talking to to people who i know gary mentioned uh, my daughter katie who's a deputy head in a primary school and, and, you know, a lot of these kids are coming through the whole system, you know, because they're, they're, they're having problems at home. Their parents have maybe got addiction issues or, or whatever, mental health issues, something like that. So these kids are used to sort of being in a system, right? The, you know, the, they've got referrals to social work, whatever it is, you know, I don't know the ins and outs. Um, so then they come into to the secondary school situation and they're like that, you know, what do I do now? Uh, and I mean, you, you're talking a lot about the mechanics of the thing and how 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 it gives them some sort of qualifications or whatever. But you know, I know you, and and I know that you're passionate about what you do, and that's the key to me. From my days in school, I didn't have teachers who were passionate about things. Well, I'd be passionate about one thing: belt and throat. You know, <laughs> <laughs> me in particular. Hey, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, to me, that's the key. You know, yeah. I. I it always fills me with such hope when I see, you know, teachers like yourself and my daughter, Gary's wife, Lee, you know, people like that who are totally committed to the job they do. They've not shut down. They've not been there for 20 years. Your teaching's a bit like the job I used to do. It's a bit like policing. It yeah. can wear you down. It can grind you down. Yeah. And, and to have something like that, that feeling that kids pick that up from you, you know, mm -hmm. do you find that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, 
just I always just try to be a positive role model. Do you know? I remember watching the John Coltrane documentary, right? And he just he hit a point in his life where he's like, I just want to be a positive force in this world. And I was like, Absolutely, man. That is exactly what I'm trying to be. Do you know? Mm. Just just turn up and smile. Why oh, your teacher's always fucking smiling? Of course I'm. Do you know what I mean? And I remember somebody telling That's... me, you might be the only person that smiled at them their whole day. Yeah, exactly. You know? That doesn't don't cost me nothing. Uh, I no. smile, do you know? Mm. Say, how you doing? These, the, this, you know? is, this is, the, 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 the separation I make there though is that, you know, what you've just said, that couple of sentences rolls off your tongue, comes out of your mouth with a smile and with energy but it's still just a 10 second couple of sentences to actually embody that. And the ripple effect that that has is a huge responsibility and undertaking. And if you've decided to do that, that's an amazing thing. But all the, the, the ripple effect of that, positive, in that you can positively affect kids throughout the day and kids will naturally gravitate towards you want to spend time with you want yeah. to get involved with the things that you do that's the kind of good side of it the the, the the positive side of it the downside of it is you know that other people will be like oh, wait, wait a minute you try to show us up you try to show me up hey just calm down a bit you know just just don't come in here thinking you're all singing all dancing yeah. literally uh-huh. and and you and you and you know so the only way really i mean i'm putting i'm going to put words in your mouth is to just keep going mm-hmm. you know but it must wear on you from time to time when you're like i can just let me do my thing and stop trying to say oh what what merit does this have or oh that's not really connected to the curriculum or whatever right. blah, blah blah like let me do my thing you go over there and be fucking miserable you know <laughs> and just leave me if, you, if you've been watching my life Gary, like, <laughs> hey man no because fi- do you find that with other teachers that you oh, get absolutely, that attitude absolutely but it's, you know, you absolutely. These you know, what are you actually doing absolutely. no because ultimately that's <laughs> and then the exam results come through and i'm like i believe you go it's the same yeah as every other teacher like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so, so you know? do you find that maybe with some of the kids who are sort of in the middle of these two extremes you're talking about they're maybe not that academic but they're maybe not that skilled in terms of a manual job or whatever so do you find that if if they get involved in this that sometimes their grades can can come up or is it a separation totally what happens is they they get taken off the curriculum right okay because basically the whole of fourth year they're just not being really in school okay so they get the option to come back in sixth year and try academic subjects again but most of them don't because they've already found the pathway that they want to do mm-hmm. and it's college or it could be in an apprenticeship or whatever do you know okay but what we do have is obviously the extracurricular activities are good but we have um certain points through the year where even first and second year can get involved in work related stuff and skills building and Really, all schools are putting this into the curriculum, like skills for life, work and learning. Like, why am I learning here about, let's say, climate change? You need to say these are actual jobs that you can do related to climate change. And mm. these are the skills that you you should be building. Really, That's really, what we're meant to be yeah. doing. It's a bit sad. Man, so, so yeah, so again, you know, to give you... You know, to give you the background of what my wife's doing now, she works in um, Kelvinside Academy in the Nuvu Design, and um, now, of course, I've forgotten the bloody name, um, Innovation School. 
there. Okay. So they built a separate department and they're basically saying, we don't want to be just like all the other private schools that just churn out fucking seven A's, seven A's, seven A's, seven A's. What, what, how do you differentiate your, your, your pupils, your children? So they've built this innovation and design school, which does not follow the mm-hmm. curriculum is not under the SQA curriculum. Um, they come in, they do um, entrepreneurship, design, 3D printing, laser cutting, uh, design projects, business building, starting, but all this sort of stuff, all okay. the stuff that nice. could be put under the, the, the umbrella of innovation. Um, and they're just seeing, you know, like the, the less academic kids just loving this, jumping into it. And then Indeed, you know, of course, afterwards, I'll I'll get you connected with Lee because they've had several schools come and visit and see what they're doing. And I'm just, I, I'm really excited to hear that actually you're already kind of doing some of that stuff. I just didn't, I wasn't aware that, that it kind of was already happening a wee bit where they're actually saying, here is actually skills that actually are going to completely or immediately transfer into the world of work mm-hmm. you know yep. rather than just coming out as a high level graduate and going right see that degree you did that tells us that you're a smart person who's willing to learn and able to learn so we'll just now train you in something completely different and you'll go and do that yeah it's like actually giving them actual skills that convert to the real world mm-hmm. you know um and that's quite fascinating so that that's as i say what what you know, that's what the Innovation School, Nouveau Design School was set up to do. And uh, as I say, it's giving those kids who are like, oh, I'm not academic or, oh, I've got, you know, they, they're labeling, I've got ADD or I've got ADHD, so I'm not going to be able to learn, whatever. It's giving them that outlet of like, but I still have a place in the world, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is which is ultimately well, This like, is Education oh, Scotland I'm talking about, you know, this is, this is coming from the top down. It just mm-hmm. takes a bit of time, you know, mm-hmm. and we've not mm-hmm. always done it right. Mm-hmm. Just try to finally get it right, yeah, and get teachers on board, you know, and and see doing doing a, a leadership role and telling try try to tell teachers what to do. Mm-hmm. Horrendous, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll mm-hmm. know all about it. It's yeah. horrendous, yeah. absolutely yeah. horrendous. Like, mm-hmm. but now what what we're doing is it's embedded, you know, and it should just be happening, and the, and they know that this flexible pathway comes in and it should it should yeah all go into plan it's exciting times man it's 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 certainly serving the young people yeah serving the the people who are in the school rather than somebody's career yeah somebody's kudos points oh we're climbing the league table ah we've stayed at the league top of the league table for however long you know i I, lee told me she's like i am i've basically been told I don't care whether this kid's got the ability to pass this higher or not. You make sure they get any, you know, wow. all like, wow. like not, yeah. not like, essentially, but know, that's what they're saying. Know. I know that's it. It's a different type a of pressure. roundabout Aye, way, you know, pressure. Oh, absolutely. It's different from where I'm at. And it's like, you know, these, these kids must get through because we cannot go down the league tables. We are, Aye. we're staying in the top five, the uh-huh. top three, yeah, top yeah. two, you know, Aye, regardless of how many pupils we've got that are able or not. You know, but the, good, the, the similarity you know. between, you know, from what you've told me, between Lee uh, and Tesco is that they're both committed and they want to, you know, well, it's drive, the, it's drive the something addition, forward. It's the additional you know. stuff that you're willing to put in. You know, so, it's like yeah. Lee has Lee's had innovation clubs at the previous schools before she moved 
to 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 the innovation school at Kilmanside. You know, they used, they went and did the design projects and went up to the place in Dundee, the new um, VNA up there, and they won a competition and all that. And it's like when pupils see that you're putting in a bit extra, yeah. they want to put in a bit extra. They want to come in with you, mm-hmm. you know, and join that and 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 go forward with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, My favourite thing I, that I've done actually though is Duke of Edinburgh. Right. See taking young people this out is where we can talk and just be like see all that things that you think are just like normal things that you mm-hmm. just you know you can just go to the shop and you want you can all these things just taking them out a Glasgow and I say bang there you go and, the mid, and we did canoeing a lot mm-hmm. yeah medley a lot right see mm-hmm. doing a deep water crossing mm-hmm. on, yeah. a, on a canoe and we did it in Loch Fenneker right mm-hmm. and that runs pretty mm-hmm. stretch east to west right mm-hmm. in Stirling yeah. see when the wind hits that glen it's rapid it's like you're talking level four five white wave white Mm -hmm. you know white horses or whatever Mm -hmm. they call them yeah yeah yeah. i done it with a boy right and he was at the front the canoe and i was at the back and we had to do this deep water crossing and this is the thing right they're so used to being able to give up a Mm -hmm. lot of them do where i work right yeah yeah my my, my mom and dad never went to uni why was i care Mm -hmm. i'm just not going to do it Mm -hmm. see your exam sir I'm not doing it. See your work, no doing it. It's so I'm funny. Like, it's my work. Why? It's not my exam. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's so funny though. Why? Why do our voices change when we're 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 uh, talking as the young people? I know. I do exactly it's just how they are. I know. Teenagers. Um, but that they, that's you know? their language. That's their language, and you've got to be able to speak their language with them. <laughs> you know, at I times. Know. I know. But uh, I saw if you if you're doing a deep water cross and you can't turn back. You need to just keep fucking going, no. you know? Yeah, yeah, and I, so I, I don't know where this boy, right? And when we got to the end, through this deep water crossing, right? We got to the beach at the other side of the lock and the two of us jump out screaming because we're just so elated we actually mm-hmm. made it across. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, back yeah. and one of the other boys canoes flipped, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we'd yeah, made yeah. it. And even, see this boy, has this boy's life changed. Like, Brilliant. I had a yep. good chat with him there at the prom. Mm-hmm just before the summer and he, he spoke about it again but he mm. ended up like he got his sports leadership award mm. he was like helping run the football team yeah. he, his chin was always up mm-hmm. super confident yeah. wasn't yeah. accessing his academics yeah. he's yeah. now away to uni he's got loads mm. he's got like brilliant. four or five a's and all that Dynamite, like, brilliant. Dynamite. total changed his it life is, that, that's, Absolutely. that's the cherry on top of the cake for you aye that's what it is that's, that's what, what keeps that's what keeps you going I, you, know, and you, you, yeah. you know aside from that and you you know, I think that is absolutely fantastic. Not only do you commit your time at during your working hours, but you commit it afterwards as well. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your uh, your body popping. I mean, I know Gary's into it, but I'm not really into it that much. <laughs> it's uh, I am sure Gary was out in the clubs pulling a few waves and all Doing that. the caterpillar and all that. There aye, we go. Aye. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, aye, it's a it's a weird one. Um, I mean, I think I think. Um, you know, it's it's something that I, I, I fell into, right? And uh, I, I played basketball when I was younger, and I was very much in the shadow of my older brother because he was really good. And then I just I was I'm the middle child as well, and I was very quiet and all that confident. And then I remember watching basketball clips online, and then this clip pops up with this guy Dave elsewhere, and he's like this geeky kid walks on stage, right? And then it's a talent show, right? And then the guy's like, what are you going to do? He's, he's like, I'm going to dance. And then you're thinking, there's no way this guy's dancing, right? This is going to be one of these funny videos when he's really terrible. And he wasn't. He was amazing. 
And he, at that moment when he started dancing, he just became non-human. He just went into slow motion and did this like kicking, strobing. Mm -hmm. He looked like he was in a strobe light. Mm -hmm. And then when he, and then he waved and he looked like he had no bones. Mm -hmm. And then he stopped and then he just walked off. And I was like, he just, just became non-human for that whole bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superhero. And I was no, like, I'm going to try it. So I used to try it in my room. And then we all went out clubbing with the basketball team. And all the guys the, for the basketball team, four or five of them could do break dancing. I never even knew. And they, they got a circle in, in, in the club. And I was like, hey, this is my moment, man. <laughs> I'm going to Brilliant, go for man. it, man. Love and this. I jumped in and I done this. my impression of the strobe light thing. And they all went mental. Like, You're that, his wee brother, mm -hmm. who's pure quiet, doesn't do anything. And I just remember for that moment, I was like, this is my thing, man. You know, dynamite, man. Nah, that it just became awesome, my man. whole thing. But I was getting called Tesco at that point through basketball because my old basketball coach, I used to know tell people this story just to like keep up the myst the mysteriousness to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my basketball coach was like, I was I was playing street ball, like to kind of assess my level um, at a basketball camp, and the coach was like, uh, "You need to play all day, bad blisters," and he's like, "You need to stop buying those cheap socks at Tesco." And then he just kept calling me Tesco. Like, keep playing Tesco, keep playing Tesco, do you know? Right. And then he just kept calling me Tesco. And then my, my older brother at the basketball camp brings it to school. Bob's your uncle, man. If, you, if you're called Tesco at school, you're called Tesco. This is so funny, life. man. Like, you yeah, know? but you, you've got to add at this point, it's cool Tesco because it's a K, not uh -huh. a C. Yeah, yeah, I, so yeah. Gazmac, who's, who's really involved in the graffiti, so you know Gazmac? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. he's down at FWG3. He's one of the kind of... Yep. I think what he actually is now, he's not just a general manager, you know, he's like kind of... Curator, isn't he? Aye. Like, he's pretty aye. He's taking care of all the, all the graffiti, all the art, all the curating uh -huh. of different things, isn't he? He's doing really well. Aye. But he... What a he, team they are, man. He wrote it with a K, and he was like, yeah, you need to write it with a K, it runs better. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right, cool. So there you go. Happy days, man. That's you know, a, Gasmat that's used a, to be a, a breakdancer and a, a popper. Great, uh, that's a great christening to have you know Aye, uh -huh. christened by the godfather exactly you know? and uh, he was first, great, first generation break dancer in mm -hmm. scotland yeah yeah he was part Amazing, of the glasgow man. city breakers right. he used to take lino in the glasgow man. city center and guys for kilmarnock no come way. up and battle in central what? station Mad. apparently it got so right. big that one of the clubs opened up mm -hmm. and then everyone went into the club and the battle kept going Brilliant, it was man. honestly like a movie or something. It's like folklore, isn't it, man? Aye. Glasgow folklore. I saw a chat you hear. My brother, I, I, I wasn't aware of that story actually, um, but my brother, he's mad into his uh, like hip hop, but like nothing, nothing that came out before, like, I, I don't know, a certain time, you know, like it's all old school hip hop, he knows, you know, proper proper old school. The golden he'll era. Be, he'll Aye. be loving, he'll be loving this story. And, and uh, of course we went down to, um, Yard works and everything. He's yeah. all in there about that and everything. Oh, then there's some old school hip hop festival happening. This gin and juice group that are coming up. Anyway, he'll he'll love that story. And that's uh, yeah, that that. So the uncool part marries together nicely with the Gazmac christen, christening of your uh -huh. name. That's 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 brilliant. But man. it's this weird thing where I was able and it, see at the same time when I was doing geography at university, I was doing human geography and I was learning about multiple identities. And this idea of space and place by this woman called Doreen Massey. And um, her whole thing was we actually just are different identities depending on the space and place. You know, you can be a dad at this time, you can be a teacher mm -hmm. at that time. And that was starting to like really sink in for me. So I just adopted this persona of Tesco and I was like, right, this is 
me now and like I'm going to I'm just I just danced every day and we used to train in SWG three before it is what it is. And mm-hmm, it used to mm-hmm. be an illegal rave venue. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were going in, it was pitch black. There wasn't actually lights where we trained. Yeah, yeah. In the where in the SWG three. I, I know right? well, I know well. And uh, there wasn't any lights in the toilet. And this is the thing, like we used to we sweeped up some of that rubbish. Mm-hmm. Do you know when we were training? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sweeped all up and put hardboard down. Yeah, and this was yeah, a flying yeah. jalapenos crew Very that nice. I kinda came up with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, what happened to me is finished uni i went to south korea taught english with my wife then when we came back i traveled via the west coast of america where this dance is from body popping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. call it in the uk but it's yeah, popping yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or people call it boogaloo mm-hmm. but that's gets that's gets own roots in the latino culture mm-hmm. some people call it strutting because at this time and you're talking in the 60s in auckland east auckland where this started we went this to an auckland days game <laughs> aye yeah, yeah auckland's a really cool place aye, yeah, really yeah. cool place yeah, yeah. but this yeah, this birthed it and it's you're talking the time of the, the black panthers kind of looking after the community mm-hmm. and trying to provide an education for for young people that were like the black schools weren't providing and all this kind of stuff and it all birthed out of there so i was super keen to go there and meet everyone and see it for what it was do you know and then made good connections and now i'm part of a group who are who are based out there mm-hmm. um and that's like my education so i get a direct education link from mm-hmm. the source mm-hmm. and yeah, i teach yeah, people yeah. here yeah 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 those, those and what we try and then when i came back from that trip i, I created this group called the dime stop crew mm-hmm. in 2013 and it was just about providing that space like this isn't a five six seven eight choreo class it's a let's see if we can mold you and pull out your identity and who you are through this dance you know brilliant man and that's, and that's what what you say do. it gives people that's that gives them that wee opportunity to be a persona mm-hmm. change themselves you know yeah and uh, just as you say inhabit a different space for a period yeah you know and it reminds me of the story i talked about a, a few weeks ago where not everybody's able to meditate you know and especially young yeah. people mm-hmm. are able to meditate we would say to them, oh, I just meditate. Oh, I can't sit still. They're allowed to go into a space where their mind is entirely occupied by the vehicle that you're giving them, the body popping, the popping, mm-hmm. what's strutting. And that is their meditation. That yep. is their release yep. from all of the stresses and strains that they have in the world for that small period. Mm-hmm. I mean, even and that's if, a massive, I, massive gift to be able to facilitate and give. Mm-hmm. These, this dance has its roots in talent shows, like I, like I just seen in that clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think I know this clip. I'm show. fairly certain. Oh, you I probably do. have. Yeah, you probably yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. And um, like they were putting on personas and being a show when this dance started. You know, and mm-hmm. it was all about that. Yeah, they used to, they used to like, um, they used to do the battle thing too, head to head. But they would pull their cars in, mm-hmm. and it would like who could do the James Brown dance better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before right. it became what it became and i mean mm-hmm. and i mean you could talk for hours about the history of this dance and yeah, yeah, yeah what it is i'm trying not to take occupy that too much you know no, no but it's but... it's it's so deep mm-hmm. you know and, and but again african-american like, culture as well i think like having a passion about something that, uh, yeah it's the same passion that you have you know you and i've had conversations a number of times and i, I think the thing is you know, it's all about this having a passion for some whatever yeah. it is, whether it's football, whether it's uh-huh. teaching, yeah. whatever it is. I think, mm-hmm. and do you find that that has, you know, you know, I think we talked about this when we were arranging uh, today, but 
you know, you've spoken to some of these kids o- over the years, and and how do you think this has impacted upon their self-esteem, their mental health, whatever? I, th- I think, I mean, the reason the reason why I, I keep doing it is because I know what it did for me. Okay. Absolutely. Like, I, I mean, any creative outlet is, is good for you, do you know? But I, I know what it did for me in having this identity and becoming more confident. And also, you know, just the dance, like it releases dopamine and serotonin in the brain, doesn't it? The happy stuff and the relaxation stuff. Certainly. And, and you know, and I'm, like I know it's good for them, but I've seen it and and we've yeah. got a couple of guys with us now uh, that have been with us since we were like nine or 10 and they're now 17, 18. And they're just so confident. They're like amazing, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wee guys. And yep. I've seen I've seen people become from go from being shy and quite closed minded to be super open minded. And and some people end up becoming very spiritual as well. Mm. Okay, do you know because it's like moving. Yeah. And there's the people that do this movement as medicine stuff. Just now, mm. have you heard about that as well? This right. whole movement is going on, and it's just like they talk about how. Do you know like? I mean, I, I'm, I've been learning Tai Chi as well for the past couple of years. That, yeah. I, I love it to bits. And the more I learn about that, and I mean, that's like 3,000 years old and it's documented. It, it's this idea of chi moving, but really mm. it's like circulation in the nervous system. Mm-hmm. And yep. Just any trauma that you're holding in your body, you just let it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yep. work it out. I think it's you know? really it's really making me think about, you'll probably know the guys up at Tricking Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, They've got a they've got a young student just now who comes to the gym with me, you know, as well, and uh, he's thirteen years old, homeschooled, and you could be forgiven for thinking, oh, is he, is he going to be okay? You know, this young boy's thirteen. He's one of their really really top pupils. You know, uh, he's pulling all kinds of all kinds of tricks. Now, I suggested to him that. He might come on one of the trips to the G twenty with the G twenty group that I sometimes do a wee bit with, um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I went up to where the G twenty is uh, youth club. He says one time, and I got robbed, and right. I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Surely that must have been like scary or traumatic for you or whatever." Remember this? This guy's thirteen, it's from West End, you know, and uh, he's like, oh, "Nah, like." I just kind of thought, like, I had £10 in my pocket. And, like, if, if the person who robbed me needs it more than me, then they can just have it. And, um, you know, like, that was just fair enough, man. You know, I, I wonder what would happen if I seen him again, you know, and yeah. whatever. And I'm like, would you not be in any way scared? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'd like to just understand, like, what, what you needed that for at that time. And I'm like, wow. Like, because he's at that high level and he's so confident within his body and his ability and his body... Yeah. He's had this what should be fucking massively traumatic experience. Yeah. And he just brushes off like it was nothing. Yeah. Really philosophical, really spiritual about it. Like, oh, you know, if somebody needs it more than me, they can have it. And it's like, like, we, like we, we've forgotten the ninja power that comes with being really confident within your own body uh-huh. that, that can help you deal with traumatic yeah. experience, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So and, holding uh, it. He's not holding it. it. Something it's I always amazing, talk about is, is the is funk, right? In this in a, in a philosophical sense, right? That the funk was actually created as almost like a weapon 
against being uptight and not being rooted. And like in the in the black community, it was about no being an Uncle Tom or whatever, quote unquote. Do you know this like dressing a certain way and talking a certain way? Like we will not be told how to dress and talk. We'll just be yourself. And I, I love that. Like, that really stri- strikes a chord to me. Do you know, see, being Scottish, right? And then I think we're quite a, an earthy people, Scottish people. Mm. And and I love that. I'm like, ah, you're right. Just, I don't, I'll just do, and I'll just be how I want to be. And see when you, see if you're ever on the subway in London or whatever, you see how uptight people are, you know, with the clenched bum cheeks and that. Just mm-hmm. like pure stressed, man. Mm-hmm. That, to me, I'm like, that is like my anti goal in life like see if i'm ever like that i'm I'm taking steps mm-hmm. to not be like that yeah yeah you know and i think the whole funk thing i always tell to tell people about it when through the dance and i'm like this is what it's about just dance be yourself like don't mm-hmm. yeah do you know this is this whole thing of like when you're tense you're trying to be something that you're not and when you relax you're just your natural mm-hmm. self yeah, yeah and then it's funny that and see all these chinese proverbs from like the the Tao the Ching and all mm-hmm. that. It's all mm-hmm. there. Like, mm-hmm. it's all there. As I say, it's, all it's just become, it's, not new. it's just been, it, it's not that we've never, we're, we're discovering new things. We're, we're being reminded of things that we always knew mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a, as humanity, you yep. know, a lot of this stuff was like buried or discredited or whatever, because actually what it does is it allows human beings to feel happy and contented within themselves. Yep. And when we're happy and contented, we're not stressing about, fucking energy companies ripping us off and uh-huh. you know this that the other blah blah, yeah. blah governments you know whatever and so so ultimately you know we're getting all a bit sort of you know big and big and wild but ultimately when we find our own self-contentment we can't be slaves to iphones corporations you know uh-huh. this that uh-huh. the other when we find that happiness within us so ultimately the machine doesn't want us to to be I, happy no, and contented, I know, I know exactly you know, where you're so, going. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. so that's that. Uh, I also find but, it hard uh, just because I'm a massive Mighty Bush fan, right. and um, <laughs> there's an episode where they actually have the funk, Amazing. and it's a ball meets. so whilst you're giving the funk real meaning and depth i'm just getting pulled back into it but you do i mean you know you know about george clinton parliament funkadelic you know right well that's exactly they talk about that and it's it's all related to exactly what you're talking about although i don't know a lot about it i just really know this like every episode of the mighty bush really in depth and it's totally irrelevant to our conversation but I, i felt the need to say Tell I, need look, I need to go back and see it. I need to go back yeah, and see it. Yeah, but what, yeah. what he, I mean, what it did is gave people hope and be like, it's okay to grow your hair out, which was a whole 60s, 70s thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you've seen the Malcolm X movie. It's like three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. So Spike mm-hmm. Lee one. Yeah. But Malcolm X is like ironing his hair and sweeping it back. Yeah. And then it's obviously about how Malcolm X then comes through and starts, gives, gets, gets his Muslim name and all that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and Muhammad Ali and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's like, grow your hair out, be proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, like, I mean, that's that's kind of the whole funk thing, and and it's also tied in with the dance. It's like the dance was what it was was because it was about expressing yourself and what you want to be doing. And yeah, you yeah, yeah. Be, do you know? I mean, you making know, some rules. Aye. I mean, and you need to remember that this goes back to the minstrel times, African American entertainment and dancing music, where people were were black doing blackface. 
mm-hmm. and then taking the mic out of how they were being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so they didn't really know where to go. It was like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, then yeah, even yeah. even African American people were black facing and doing shows of themselves mm-hmm. of this sort of, sort of mad parody. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a really mad mm-hmm. thing to yeah, be beaten yeah. down that much. Do you know? That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I mean, it's, I'm not drawing absolute parallels between how scottish history and and the british stuff and like the english coming up and the battle of culloden and you're not allowed to wear your tartan and all that it's not the same but <laughs> there's like I, I think there's a vein of like british society are we are we still feeling the effects of being told how to condone ourselves and act and why don't men dance mm. now to bring it back to men's mental health like I remember doing the slosh, right? A family party. I was the only guy doing it just for a pure laugh, right? And then one of one Yomi's uncles was just looking at me a bit like, they're not for. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you go back a generation uh-huh. to like my wife's parents or, you know, your grandparents or whatever, they all went to the dancing. I know. Glasgow was mm. full of ballrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah, danced. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then suddenly, it become it becomes unfashionable. Mm-hmm. No, it's not yeah, unfashionable. It's yeah. great, but it is. Well, it's more fashionable now. My, my, my grandparents were jazz dancers. Mm-hmm. They were ahead. amazing. Foxtrot, quick step. Yeah, all that. I grew up listening to like jazz. Yeah, yeah. Because of them. There we go. It's like you know you're always in touch with your ancestors. I think Do you know mm-hmm. you kind of get away from like like your nature. Yeah. It's just in you. Do you it know it's in you, but I think it's also sometimes you don't necessarily people you know it's like what you're saying is people expect you because you're you come from a certain community that you'll be whatever it is yep right you'll have certain views about something you know in glasgow we have the great divides between the two football teams and the two religions Mm -hmm. and everybody says well if you're this you can't be that yep Mm -hmm. and what dance and what you're talking about showing to people is it doesn't matter all that stuff's just woolly it's just Add on, right? Yeah, it's what your inner self is. I mean, I, I, I've done. I did a teacher training course in yoga years ago, so I, I know about all that stuff. Yeah, and, and and tai chi yoga, all these things are all about bringing out your inner confidence. Just what you're talking about as well with the innovation and stuff like that. And that's why I think it's exceptionally important that we get that me- that message through to kids now. You know that they're not. You know, I mean, I, I think I probably mentioned to you, we are now, we've now launched this new app, you know, so it's it's now, it's, it's towards under 18s rather than the adult one. And I'm just thinking maybe we should add a funk function into the app. Do you want to speak to Dan <laughs> oh, about that? Oh, oh, of course, man. <laughs> Absolutely. We're always looking to add, add, add uh, outlets. But I think that's ultimately what it is, is that, you know, it's amazing to see now that there are more outlets for all the different types of personalities that are out there now. Mm-hmm. If you're shy, if you're confident, if you are physical, if you are more creative, you know, like, yep. you know, like you're talked about, you talked about Gaz before about taking, taking young folk and saying, there's a boy, um, there's a boy Ronan, from the G20 and you know it's like oh you like graffiti and then panda 
you know, yeah, brings yeah. him in and he's yep. sort of working with Ronan and then he gets to go then instead of daubing the wall in the Tesco car park, he actually gets to put a mural up inside Tesco that says support your community. And instead of him being the wee fucker who spray painted the wall outside, he's given yeah. a community mural yeah. and it's like, that's a fucking great outlet, you know? Absolutely. Um, I find the more, the more people you have community champions, we'll call them, say, that are just saying, look, here's another way of doing it. The better. That's, That's the better. I used to, I was saying to Naomi last night, my wife, just see being in the West End last night. I, was like, I remember what it was like being here when I was young. There just seemed to be more people who didn't just do football, who did other things. Yeah. And I just loved it. And there was more ethnicities and more things going on. Yeah. And then see when I'm I, like, I'm in the school and there's just no enough of that. Yeah. It yeah. gets me. Yeah. I mean, I think St. Rocks isn't quite like so we're very diverse. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know? Yeah, I, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head and I think what you were tuning into there is that whole, well, it goes right back to the, the whole uh, 70s vibe in Byers Road and yeah. the 80s, going all through that, you know, we, we always joke about, you know, Byers Road's the only place you see somebody wearing a, a pink pair of tights and a yellow body warmer or something like that. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody, because it's that whole yeah. student thing, Aye. like people uh -huh. just basically don't care. And nobody bats an eyelid. You know, they feel safe, you know, man. They feel safe. If that was really somewhere else like, they were walking through like that, imagine they were walking through one of the schemes in Glasgow dressed like that. You've got the West what? End cowboy, you know? You know what I mean? You've got the West End kilt guy who always wears his kilt every he day. Does, uh, yeah, you know, right. you've got, you know, you, let's look at like Harry, for example, you know, when he's he's got his distinctive glasses and flat cap, you know, and it's very, very distinctive, you know? And uh, people feel totally at ease to be that. See, because, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I was going to say this is the elephant in the room, but it's, maybe it is a wee bit, but it's like, if you don't conform, yep. it's like, what's your biggest worry? It's like, you're going in, you're not going to be seen as masculine. Yep. And then you've got things of homosexuality come into it. Yep. And like, w w homophobia yep. amongst yep. kind of the male population. Honestly. And it's like, just like, well, w w why though? You yep. know? And the credibility, and what's credible, or, that's right. And it's just it's well, you, that was funny when you mentioned that because I remember right. watching that Britain's so Got Talent mad. recently. Was yeah. like, there was four or five boys come on, they were all doing ballet, modern ballet, right? right? And they were obviously getting all that throwing them at school. You know, you're that's you're you're gay, you're this, you're whatever. Yep. It's still it's so nonsense, you know. Still, is just, that why yeah. boys don't dance now? Correct. Like, and, that, yeah. and these Part boys it, just went out there on that show that night and just showed. What creativity can be. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you. you are, what you are, what your orientations are, anything. This is what I am. Here I am. Mm -hmm. Just deal with it, you know? Yeah. And then it's it's a case of, you know, if people are 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 giving them that positive uh, aspect in their lives, then they feel more confident to say that. And that's the thing for me about education. You know, we've talked about this before. It is, you know, I learned this when I started to work in, in Postle Park in 1978, you know, I, and I dealt with a, a guy who, who was the father of, of one of the boys I'd been to school with, and he was a deputy head in Postle Park back in those days. That school's not even there now. But he was a guy who would definitely tuned into what you're talking about. And he was one for, who was identifying kids and saying to them, you can do this. Okay, the vast majority of the kids were like that, you know, forget it we're not doing that you know but but it's that whole idea of it's, it's a bit like the thing we were talking about we mentioned to you the other day and i talked to gary about it 
um, the mentoring thing, you know. So St. Rocks are one of the schools in Glasgow take part in uh, MCR Pathways yeah. thing. So kids are getting mentored by older men or women who brought in a bit of experience, life experience to sit down with them. Mm -hmm. So all these things tying in, that's education in the round. It's not just, as you say, a bit being able to sit down in a classroom. I mean, I can remember it and it terrified me. That's probably why I didn't get all, all the qualifications I, I could have done. You know, it's not about just parrot fashion remembering stuff. There's plenty of people I know who've, who've got lots of qualifications. They don't have a great deal of self-worth or common sense or whatever mm. else you want to talk yep. about it. And yep. then, as you say, they go from that school system, they get flung it in the university system, and they start to discover a world outside their, their very small, you know, group of friends. And, and they suddenly go, wait a minute, there's something yeah. else out here. And that's, again, why your mm -hmm. Duke of Edinburgh and stuff like that are so Aye. massive. I mean, you, you had that experience recently. Well, that was it. When I took know? the young folk up to Ben Nevis, it was mind-blowing. As I, I, I sat here very, very, very soon afterwards, uh, we took like eight, eight young folk up Ben Nevis. Two of the boys, never been out of Glasgow. You know, what's that, Gary? Wait, that's Loch Lomond, you know? Fucking driving through, one. driving through Glencoe, like, <laughs> fucking mind's blowing. Aye. But, you know, the young boy who I paired in with, and we were first to get to the top, because he's like, doesn't say, like, right, come on, just keep going, just keep, can we keep going, can we keep going, keep going. Um, You know, but if you go up to the, the club and you see him, doesn't sit still, doesn't make a lot of eye contact, you know, um, won't engage because I can't do it. You know, we get, I, he had something that was physical that he could do, walk up that hill, get to that next bit, get to that corner, get to that next bit. There's snow. Do you want to go and touch the snow in June? And then it snowing in June? And I then, and then the, the, the real mind blower was, he's like, can we run down? Can we run down? I'm like, aye, let's run down. <laughs> took, him, took us like three, three and a bit hours to get to the top. Yeah. Then, less than an hour to run down. I had to tell him two or three times, slow down, man. If you break your head, I get my head broken, you know? Uh, yeah. And uh, in that, in that, just less than an hour he was running down, he was at peace with himself yep. because he was so concentrated on running down this hill, jumping from rock to rock and going around corners and jumping over wee streams and stuff like that. He was in the moment. Yep. which he never gets to do because yeah. of all the outside factors that uh -huh. we don't need to mention right and now. And tie it back to what you're saying, Medit sitting meditation is the most difficult type of meditation. We see just moving meditation, skating, dancing, whatever it might be. It, I don't know about football and competitive sports because you need, you're need you switched on, but anything as an individual person on your own mm -hmm. doing an activity yeah. like that, amazing. He was mind-blowing. He I couldn't the, believe that the fell running was a I, sport. That right, guys aye, run aye, aye. down a hill oh. as a sport. Mm -hmm. oh. like, Fucking hell, man! Could I do that? And I'm like, aye. you just, you, you just, just basically did. won probably the Ben Nevis race if you were actually in it. Do you know aye. what I mean? Like, uh -huh. Jesus. Um, but the interesting so, yeah, thing of what you're saying there is talking about movement and talking about it as a moving meditation, a walking meditation. Yeah, we'll walking talk meditation. about that. Aye. Is that you know people look at something like yoga, and the whole point of yoga, all your postures, all your energy block releases whatever it is is to get you to that point where your mind and your body is still enough to then be able to sit and yeah. meditate for mm -hmm. 10 20 minutes you know the people can meditate you know they're fully trained 
monks or whatever, they could meditate for hours, right? Mm -hmm. That's not really what it's about for most people. So, you know, I meditate 20 minutes every day. I've an app on my phone, I do it 20 minutes every day. And most people can do that. I mean, you listen to these people talking on these, and it's like you talking to the, the kids. If you break things down and just say to them, look, you're not expecting your mind to go completely still. Stuff's going to be coming in. Mm. You just do it, mm -hmm. you know? Yep, so it. Again, and that all ties back into it's just all about ed educating whether it's within the system of school, university, yeah. whether it's through uh, dance, creati creativity. It's showing these kids that education doesn't end as soon as you walk out the door of that school mm. because there's a bigger thing. You know, yeah. it's like I say to people, when I when I moved from the suburbs and went to walk, work in Puzzle Park, I got an education. It was a life education. Yep. So that's what you guys are doing, yeah. And that's... that's um... That's the, that's kind of what we're trying to instill in them all the time. Do you know, it's, it's a first for learning and, and making it relevant, make it relevant to them. And you know, that, that spectrum, that spectrum that you're, that, that's getting wider and wider all the time, as far as I'm aware of things that, that, that you can learn and become and do, you know, go and be a body popper, go and be a graffiti artist, go and be a, skater go and be a football player go and be a you know whatever it is mm -hmm. like the broader and broader we make that spectrum the more chance we have for everybody to find their thing yep. now this is a wee point i was going to sort of make before is that yes as human beings we do want community we absolutely do want community but i recognize this in my youngest brother he really really loves and thrives on the fact that he's very different to how everybody else looks and acts and what they know. And he likes mm -hmm. that he's mm -hmm. the little expert in his own little world, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, tattoos, old school hip hop, you know, um, psychedelic mushrooms, you know, he goes into the woods and he learns all about these sorts of things. And that's another aye. podcast episode altogether. Aye. Aye, you know, absolutely, man. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to bring a wee portion for Jamie so that whilst <laughs> we're on, you can, uh, but there we go. I digress once again, but it is that, that, that given the opportunity for young folk to feel valued and therefore hopefully have a uh, less chance of having difficulties with their mental health. Yeah, and I think it's tools, just giving them the tools. It absolutely is. And like I say, it's, it's like being these community champions and just showing them an alternative thing, you know. I mean, I remember doing the, watching the Quincy Jones thing and I got his book as well subsequently, but he's like, you're never too old, man. Yeah. That, that, like, like, and, you can learn whatever you want at any point. No, like, if you, like, of course you can. Yeah. I, I taught exactly. myself saxophone Yeah. just before lockdown, then got a teacher. Now I'm playing gigs. And I think man. again, what you're doing is you're showing these kids that they can achieve, they can do things and it don't, doesn't need to be within a, a narrow scope of things. So, I mean, I think we'll probably yeah. tie it up at that and, mm -hmm. uh, thanks, uh, Tesco. I mean, you know, I think as far as your work's concerned and you're inspirational Appreciate to that. these kids. And you're inspirational to a lot of your peers in terms of how you live your life and what you do uh, and and keep on rocking mate keep on popping whatever <laughs> you need to do <laughs> it's amazing well done yeah thanks, Dynamite. A thanks a lot mate thank you
Hi folks, thanks for listening to our Brothers in Arms podcast. The reason we do the podcast is to normalise the conversation around men's mental health. We have fantastic resources on our website, brothersinarmsscotland.co.uk, which you can access or point any man in need towards. These include our online platform, MenGage, our Brothers in Arms Thrive app, where you can access our free therapy services and much, much more. If what we've talked about on the podcast today has resonated with you and you've enjoyed listening, please follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and remember to share with friends and on social media. Thanks for listening.